welcome, welcome to the very first inaugural episode of Stub Me Down. What better song to get us started with than Gogi Apparatus? I saw you, Skinny, with a ticket stub in your hand. <laughs> What's up, J Dobbs? I'm super excited, man. This is awesome. Finally, we figured out our uh, technological difficulties to actually begin recording. For those of you that are podcasters out there and might be listening to us, Man, my hat is off to you guys, because this is not fucking easy. Yeah, and I'm not very bright about that shit, so yeah, we figured it out, though. We figured it out. We, we, we figured it out, and here we are. So this is, uh, as I said, the first episode of Stub Me Down. Uh, my name is JW. I'm here with my best friend for 20 years, Skinny. We wanted to spend some time talking about shows that we've been to together over the last 20 years, really try to celebrate not only the music that we've seen together, whether it is Grateful Dead related or Fish or any of the other bands that we have seen. The Yeah, we listen to other bands. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you know, I feel like that'll come out later on, J-Dubs. The idea here is that we revisit some of the shows we've seen together separately, have some memories, have some laughs, talk about some great music that we've seen over the last 20 years. Eventually, hopefully, we'll be bringing in some guests, some friends that can share some of their show memories with us. Some wives. <laughs> and, and really give us uh, an opportunity to um, talk about the entertaining parts of going to shows and especially doing it together, which is something Christian and I, uh, Skinny and I have been doing for 20 years now. So uh, again, my name is JW and I'm here with Skinny. Skinny, say hello to the people. So we've, <laughs> we've, we've established that we're, we're bros that go to shows. Josh had this idea. We, we've tried it out. It's been so hellish to get it to where it is right now. I'm really excited, though, because we just get to talk about the things that we like and especially love. And this one, talking about music uh, with somebody that has the same perspective of you. Hopefully you guys can find some common ground here. Maybe it's a show you saw. Maybe it's one you didn't. Maybe it's one you're going to listen to a lot later or tomorrow in the car. But, you know, I think the important thing is here is getting stubbed down. You all know what that's like, Josh. You're pretty famous for doing that for me pretty much every time <laughs> we went to a show. So do you want to try to explain that? Just kind of, you know, maybe a little bit what the premise is, kind of wrap our heads around here. And believe me, if it hasn't fallen apart already, I'm sure at some point it's going to fall apart. Josh has a good way of providing some perspective so that it doesn't fall too far apart, but I might destroy that too, so... Six or seven years ago, we thought about trying to put together a podcast um, that we didn't really have any sort of idea for or framework for or outline or pretty much we got drunk one night and we recorded ourselves on an iPad and thought we might have something. But no, this idea came a little bit more uh, organically. My wife, for my 100th show, had given me a, a Fish 100 cutout and it's a framed frame <laughs> well i don't know what the fuck to call it <laughs> it's a framed frame that's good fish 100 cut out and the idea is that you you select from your ticket stubs and you put the stubs in there to to color the background you know so then you've got a you know a piece to hang up with your concert posters which is which is what i did now 
I've seen it. It's pretty nice. It's granted. It took me four years since my 100th show to to put this thing together. But during quarantine, I decided I need a project, and so I splayed out all of my fish ticket stubs onto the pool table in my basement. And I organized them by year and I went through and I selected what stubs I wanted to put into this picture frame. Of course, as I'm doing it, I'm sending pictures of various ticket stubs to Skinny. I remember this show. You remember the drive up here. You remember the asshole that almost lit the firework into my car at uh, the Camden show, you know. And so we started to have some some conversations. I've always been interested in this other aspect of going to music and it's I think it's been sparked since probably I was 16 or 17 when I kind of first caught my first shows seeing anything rock and roll really then it's kind of turned into this other thing which you know I hope that we can maybe I don't know open up flesh out you know whatever it happens throughout the course of this podcast so I just super interested in it and Josh definitely uh, piqued that interest so that's my spiel. Being that we've seen as many shows as we have together over the years and you know not for nothing we've seen some really good shit yeah no doubt no doubt whether it's grateful dead related projects i use the term grateful dead related because it's a confession it's a confession i have not seen the grateful dead in their original format read i never saw jerry garcia i'm okay with it i have come to terms with it i was very young. I still get made fun of to this day about it. I soaked up as much Grateful Dead related as I could between, you know, the the time I discovered the band, the Grateful Dead, um, really my senior year in high school, months before Jerry died. And I have absorbed as much as I can, seen as many shows as I can. Fish has been a staple for me since my first show in 98. Seeing all these tickets splayed out and, and some of the music that we've seen, it felt cool to share some of those experiences, relive some of those experiences with Skinny as we were texting back and forth. He joked around and said, hey, let's do a podcast. And um, then we started thinking a little bit about it. And, and uh, as I lie awake at night and think about all the ways to solve the problems of the world, I also try and come up with things to keep myself busy. And this was one of them. And so we kind of changed it around and we said, hey, what if we took, you know, our stack of ticket stubs, pull those shows and, and talk about them and share some memories. And, you know, maybe there's a person or two out there that might find that interesting. I'm sure for many of you probably have a old coffee cup or a shoebox or something that's got a collection a shoe or a, you know, a binder, maybe you're super fancy and have organized them by date and genre and, and all sorts of stuff, but you probably have a bunch of stubs sitting around. And we also have a friend who, when he gets drunk, he sends us pictures of random concert ticket stubs and, and relives those memories too. Yeah. And interestingly enough, our friend that gets drunk and sends us those pictures of stubs, <laughs> his brother, who I was really good friends with, is not with us anymore. Joe used to collect his and like stick them in some books that he never read. They're, unless they're like Grateful Dead books or whatever, then he might like be like, ah, oh, remember this show or whatever. Uh, he had some real humdingers in there too, which I always, in a big brother way, kind <clears> of <throat> envied the fact that he had some of these like early 80s, mid 80s. And I, I know for some people that's laughable, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I'm only as old as I am old. <laughs> and according to you, 
I'm kind of old. I mean, I, I, I had the opportunity late in my high school years to be able to, to get turned on to the Grateful Dead. Um, and I saw a pretty good handful of times. I believe it's like close to 50. Got to bring that up, man. It's like twisting the blade. I do. I also had the pleasure of seeing JGB and Garcia just, you know, and some really good stuff from that. So, you know, it's not like we're just going to pull from one. It could be anything. As a matter of fact, I was looking through some stubs and I found my Eddie Murphy Raw Tour stuff. <laughs> I don't know what the set list is for that, but I'm sure it was funny. You know what? I have a Jerry Seinfeld, you know, show stub and, uh, a couple of other comedians, so maybe we'll do a comedian episode. That was a great night at the Civic Arena in Baltimore. So, so that's an episode for a little bit down the line. But the concept of stubbing somebody down is um, it's not complicated. For those of you that have been to any sort of concert that you've had friends that have had better seats than you, you know, the idea is share the wealth. And so if you've got shitty seats on the lawn and I'm sitting in, uh, you know, the front section of a pavilion, I'm going to come out and grab you, bring you down and get to enjoy the show with you, with the friends. As much as going to see concerts is cool and you've got the music and the experience, the experience is not the experience if you don't have a crew, you have some people, someone along to enjoy it with. And that is not to say that either of us haven't caught a show or two by ourselves, but anybody that has been to concerts and that concert going is a part of their lives, the experience is a, a crew slash familial based experience. And I consider the people that I see shows with to be my family that I got to choose. So that's a really important aspect of it to, to be able to, you know, share the wealth. If I do get lucky and I get a fourth row seat, I'm going to bring somebody down. I'm going to make sure that can enjoy it as, as much as, as I am. Granted, jamming an extra person or two into a row down front, you know, it makes it a little... It's dicey. It makes it a little bit tight. Who among us hasn't done it? And that's just part of the scene, part of the experience, for better or for worse. You know, I'm all about to stub me down. Christian, even though he doesn't think so, has probably stubbed me down as many times as I've stubbed him down. If we weren't at a show, you know, as a pair, we're going to randomly pull tickets from our collection. Um, we want it to be organic. We want it to be a, a natural conversation. We're not going to, you know, d determine ahead of time what ticket stub gets pulled. We will make sure that we can try and incorporate some of the music from that show so that you can hear a little bit about it. But hopefully what will happen is after you listen to us, you go and you check out that show or you check out the parts of the show that are worthwhile. Also, everything is not good. <laughs> and it's, it's okay to say that it's not good. And it's totally your opinion, man. We live in a subjective world. That said, I am a positive type of person. I don't spend a lot of time. Um, I'm kind of negative. You're a little bit negative. I'm a little bit positive. You know, it evens out to uh, you know the the neutral. The idea is we share some experiences. We have some laughs. Who knows? It might only be my wife and kids and Christian's fiance, soon to be wife and kids that actually ever listen to this. You know, it's not really about that for us. It's about remembering some shows, enjoying some laughs, enjoying some music. Obviously, that's what this is all about. 
and uh, really sharing our experiences as uh, a couple of friends over the course of 20 years, trying to trying to share in the groove that we've been doing as friends, and hopefully maybe making a couple more friends along the way. I, I totally agree with that. Okay, so I just pulled a bunch that were loose and I'm kind of shuffling them a little bit. If you're watching at home, which you're not, you know, I'm just like doing this and I can't even see. All I can see are the backs, oh, except for this one. Remember, they can't see you. Oh, that's Meriwether Post from last year. So I guess I can't choose that one. Oh, wow. This is actually pretty cool that I just picked that. And, and literally, I only looked at the backs. I just picked MGM Vegas. October 30th, 2016. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's a pretty sweet ticket too. I like like the Martian on it. Pretty excited that I picked that. I love this one too. There's there's a statue in Baltimore at Penn Station that looks like that. You know, that was a great run. That MGM, that Halloween run in 2016 was great. That was the year they did David Bowie, the Halloween costume. They opened each night with a song from their 2014 Vegas run Halloween show with the chilling, thrilling sounds. Um, so this show, are you ready for the set? Are we, are we at that point yet? So actually for this run, well, we had a, a pretty strong crew out there. So now my soon to be wife and I, Amy, Megan and JW, uh, another buddy of ours, we didn't get there until the second night. We did. And actually the first night Fish did as dinner in a movie a couple of weeks ago, which was 28th Crimes of the Mind opened the second set. Great show. Great golden age during that show. But they left plenty for us. Yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, I'm not set up like my boy over here. Dubs has got his Captain Computer style. So why don't you just pull up the set list and run it down just so that I can hear it. Sure. To start the show, they opened up with the dogs. Hang it or leave it. Dogs went into about a 12-minute ghost, a little under 12 minutes into Funky Bitch. Nice start to the show. I mean, the dogs is going to get everybody going. It's a little, you know, again, it's a series of throwbacks to start each show. Yeah, and they do that. So everybody. <laughs> right now, everybody's howling and, you know, and so that always makes it fun. And just for perspective, Martian Monster had opened the first show on the 28th. And then on the 29th, The Birds, which is a song I know you do like, opened the show for night two. So for night three, they went with the dogs. So there's, you know, Marsha Monster, the birds, the dogs. And then there was, uh, that ghost was was pretty nice. Obviously, you know, we're talking about the Halloween run. You're always going to get a ghost in there somewhere. Usually you would think that that would drop on the 31st. Yeah, even if like, you know, you're going to get a ghost and then you get it in the first set, like right out of the box. That's pretty nice. I'm sure as we as we proceed through uh, various episodes, we'll talk about you know show structure and set lists and stuff like that. Twelve Minute Ghost is not a it's not a deep dive, you know, but it was good. It was energetic. There was some improv in there, into a funky bitch, which for the third position in the first set is going to be a standard delivery. And then after that was a chalk dust torture. Another crowd, I said, oh, crowd pleaser. Chalk dust torture is always going to get uh, people up. It's this, the fish song I have seen the most. They did give the opportunity for everybody to go take a piss and get a new beer. In the fifth and sixth position, we had, uh, after chalk dust, we had Army of One. Okay, I can see that. I'm not a hater. Paige gets up to sing. When Paige gets up, I get down. So, uh, you know, I'm happy to hear him sing that, followed by Heavy Things. 
I'm also happy to take your credit card and get a round of beers. The band knows he needs to take a piss and get a beer. And I think that they try to embrace that as much as they can. We have Army of One and then Heavy Things. I know a lot of people are not a Heavy Things guy, but I have a sweet spot in my heart for Heavy Things because of Big Cypress. For those of you that know about Big Cypress and cheesecake and, and stuff like that probably will maybe sympathize or maybe think I'm a fucking idiot. Anyway, I, I enjoy heavy things. After that, they switch gears. They got back into um, building it up with uh, How Many People Are You? Which Gordon sings. I, I like that tune. I think that they can really get that going. About an eight minute version. So there was definitely some some energy to it. All right, well, wait a minute. That's a song too. It's funny that we're talking about this. So I don't understand what he's talking about. I feel like you can put any lyric in there, like, Assault J-Dub and Skinny starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know that they can, like, get that groove going, but I gotta say, it's hard for me to get behind that one, too. <laughs> but keep going. I didn't realize that wasn't a song for you. How many skinnies are you? So leaving the how many people are you, they dropped into a stash, which was of almost 12 minutes. So in the set overall, you had two 12 minute gyms. So, you know, nothing crazy, uh, you know, a couple of eights, a couple of fives, a 12 minute stash. You're going to get some energy. You're going to get some fun there, but it's it's not, it's probably not going to light your hair on fire. Um, after that, they close the set out with a theme from the bottom. That's my favorite. So they redeem themselves by playing that at the end of the set. That's what I love about this. So when you stub me down, it's like, so, you, ah, dude, they played like this, 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 and I didn't like, and then they ended the set with that awesome theme. No, they, they ended it with a Susie Greenberg. Uh, of course they did. <laughs> and I'm sure the theme was good. So you've got a 10, look, you've got a 10 song first set, which, you know, is, is about average. You, you know, Fish plays about 22 to 24 songs per show. I keep the set. I'm a little nerd. I carry around a little black book and I jot down every song they play and try to write down notes and they tease this and they do that and tend to look at sets in, in those types of things. Um, you know, how many songs did they play? Should I have written jam there or not? <laughs> to be honest with you, the reason that I ever even started keeping the set was because we'd get out of the show into the parking lot 
crack that first beer and it'd be like, oh man, that was such a great show. Somebody be like, oh yeah, what was that song that they played? And everybody's like, what? And nobody could remember because it was when we started, it was before Twitter and you know, you had to log onto the internet a couple of days later to figure out what was what. There was a time when I was seeing the Grateful Dead and I still have the ticket so I could show you. Right when I got back to the car, right when I got back to the car, I would take a pen, give me a pen. Like that's the first thing everybody's looking for is a pen. <laughs> but I would say like, give me a pen. And then I would be like, first, when they open, and then I would write the whole thing down on the back of the ticket stuff, which, wow. I didn't realize we'd circle back to that. Anyway, that's a crazy story. I just remembered, I swear to God. So I would write the set list on the back of the stub and I still have those. I have an affinity for what they've played. We have a friend of ours that always used to say, uh, I don't agree with that or whatever. And I guess I'm going on a tangent here, Josh, but I would say this. I, <laughs> I like certain parts of that first set, but I would never say top to bottom from the beginning of the set to the end of the set. That wasn't one of them. Now that I'm interested to hear what the second set is, because I don't know. I think one of the things that we'll discover as we go through here, especially the fact that we've seen 70 plus fish shows together, is that there are some good set lists and there are some great set lists. And then there are some set lists that, you know, I don't really like this, I don't really like that. It doesn't, it doesn't scratch me where I itch. It'll be good, it'll be fun, you'll have a great time, but it's not going to, you know, light a fire under you run down the entire first set remember that even if the show's bad you might see some club kids get in a fight like <laughs> in the parking lot as you're trying to get to a bar for the first set we had they open with the dogs again a call back to 2014 chilling thrilling sounds anticipated ghost on either the 30th or 31st generally would be the 31st funky bitch chalk dust torture army of one Heavy Things, How Many Are You, Stash, Theme From The Bottom, and close the set with a Susie Greenberg. Let's transition into the second set where they open with Down With Disease. Uh, this is a 20 minute version. Right, how many 20 minute versions have I seen? It's every fucking show I go to, I see a Down With Disease. It's no lie, it's like Nostradamus. Oh, it's Skinny's going? There are some very good down with diseases out there. I'm never going to turn my nose up at a disease, especially a 21 minute one to start a, a second set, especially when it's followed by a 15 minute birds of a feather. And as I recall, that birds of a feather was pretty rocking, a little bit spacey. Oh, well, then Paige totally is ripping that, too. I mean, that's like completely unexpected sounds from Chilling Thrilling that they use in other songs, especially when they do it now in Birds of a Feather and not just birds. Like, I, I think it's cool that they, they haven't brought that back a lot, which is the birds, because I, I think I've only caught it once or maybe twice. You know, I think it just justifies like where they keep going. Those samples are, are really cool. It reminds me of the Beastie Boys, quite honestly. I, I, I'm not kidding you. That's a great comparison. And, and one of the things that you hear from, especially some of the negative Nancys out there is that, you know, chilling, thrilling sounds and Casvad Box and stuff like that is, gets a little bit away from what they, what they have built as their impression of what fish is. And the fact that they are still evolving the way they are and adding those things in and stretching the bounds of let's add a bunch of dogs barking or let's take a 1960s Disney album and make a, a, an album out of it. They just keep piling on the fact that it's not 
Like that's not where they should be going. Well, I would like to honestly know where those people are going. <laughs> I don't. You know, you look at this run, three of these four nights they play one of the songs from 2014 to start it off. We've seen some great Martian monsters. I remember the one that kicked off the last set of uh, Magna Ball. I mean, and, and that had everybody going. And then and then to do the Kasvat Boxed, and I mean, the Death Don't Hurt Very Long was a central part of that Alpine Ruby Waves show. So when you, when you know, when you start to put that together and you watch how they incorporate that into the other things that they're doing, I mean, we're really fucking lucky, man. They're doing good stuff. I don't care what era, like everybody gets older, everybody changes, everybody does different things. And if they were still playing their music now in 2020, the style that they were playing in 1997, you know, people would bitch about that too. So back to the second set here. So as I said, we started off with uh, about a 21 minute down with disease. Um, the disease did seg into birds of a feather. So there was a transition there. There was a bridge. The disease was unfinished into birds of a feather. The birds of the feather, as we said, was uh, just over 15 minutes. Fuego followed that. There was a break there. They did stop and, and start up with the Fuego. Fuego, they went back for that birds of a feather. Uh, and the birds, the Fuego was was 10 minutes or so. I'm actually wearing a Fuego t-shirt. You can't see it because uh, nobody can see me. Fuego went into Miss You, came in just under eight, and then Miss You went into Harry Hood. Now this is where the set really kind of gets a little fun. Uh, not that the first 45 minutes of three songs wasn't fun, but we have a Miss You into Harry Hood. Uh, with about a two minute have mercy in the middle of the hood, back into hood for quite six minutes. And then they ended the show with the day in the life. Uh, I, I mean, at this point, obviously their probably most common Beatle cover. I would be hard pressed to think of another Beatles cover off the top of my head, aside from day in the life. Harry Hood, Have Mercy, Harry Hood is about 14 minutes, 15 minutes of really cool music. I remember, you know, anytime they squeeze in a Have Mercy, Have Mercy being uh, somewhat of a bust out here. The last time they had played it was actually June 4th, 2011, Blossom. That was Cuyahoga Falls in Ohio. And that was a bust out now five years later where they're playing that at MGM Garden Arena in the middle of a Harry Hood. You know, you go to as many shows as you do, Harry Hood is probably not one that anybody's gonna hate on and dropping that Have Mercy in the middle is gonna, is gonna really get everybody pretty amped. And then following it up with a day in the life, um, certainly a little bit of a crowd sing-along, crowd pleaser to wind down the show. I might have left before the uh, uh, show was over because the encore was character zero. So uh, Amy and I left at <laughs> Day in the Life. Uh, I know for the first show, we were not on the floor. We were on the floor for the next two nights. I like the floor. Amy hates it. I'm like 6'15", and she's, you know, 5'2". So it doesn't work out because I can see and then I try to put her in pockets. Let's wrap this up, brother. Like, how are we gonna wrap this up? What do you wanna, what do you wanna say? What, what kind of last thoughts can you give on this? This was a great run. And this was my second Vegas run. Uh, my wife and I did the 2014 run. 
the chilling, thrilling sounds. We had just gotten married. She and I went to Dick's for our first trip out to Dick's. And uh, I mean, who doesn't love Dick's? Dick's is great. But getting, getting back out to Vegas was a great experience. The music was great. Um, this night, the second set, I mean, this show was really about the second set. I think we can say that. To empty out of the arena into a casino floor is always a surreal experience. We walked by that MGM line where Tupac got in that fight. Anyway, go ahead. I was, yeah, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm right here. The next night was Halloween, and uh, so Fish is doing the Halloween costume, and they did David Bowie, uh, Ziggy Stardust. We actually had a pretty sick Halloween costume. Uh, you can't talk about that. You can't talk about that. We should have won, dude. We should have won that contest, and the dude proposing to his congratulations, fiance. Maybe that's a topic for another day, but we should have won. I'll post that picture maybe on our Instagram, stub underscore me underscore down. You can also follow us on Twitter um, at the same address, stub underscore me underscore down. Keep up with us uh, there on social on the socials. Skinny is a Facebook guy. No, I'm not. I'm off there. You're crazy. You don't even know me anymore. I can't believe that you said that. So we probably will not, we will probably not have a Facebook page, but you can find us on the other two social media majors. And after we both get fired from our jobs because of this podcast, you can find us on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, right. And you just call me baby Zuckerberg there. I'm, I'm not on Facebook anymore. And, and so just to recap here on the um, second set, we opened up with Down With Disease into Birds of a Feather, uh, a break, and then Fuego into Miss You. And then we have the Harry Hood into Have Mercy, back into Hood, and A Day in the Life to close out the set, followed by Character Zero. So overall, this, this show's really about the second set, which was pretty good and uh, definitely a lot of fun. Skinny, you stubbed me down and uh, stubbed our listeners down on uh, Fish Sunday, 10.30, 2016 in Las Vegas, the MGM Grand Arena. Anything to uh, close this out, or should I head back out to the lawn? No, I'm going to close it out by just saying this. The whole idea here is for everybody to have fun, jump on, and, uh, you know, Josh, you want to give that that Twitter and that Instagram handle one more time, and I, I think maybe we can get a little bit of, uh, what do they call that, buzz? I, I got a buzz. Maybe we'll generate some buzz, too. All right, we appreciate you. Again, if you want to keep track of us, you can follow us on Twitter at stub underscore me underscore down you can also check us on ig by the same address stub underscore me underscore down let us know let us know what you think we'll be happy to uh take any criticism as long as it's good we will see you the next time you guys need to get out of your shitty seats and down into the path it's not my stub that time j-dub you gotta give it to him